Hi, I'm your host Jane. I wanted to jump in before we start this week's live interview with some podcast exclusive content. In the next couple of weeks, possibly even sooner, we will be going live with our 21st Century Saints website. We have an online store, but most importantly, we have an online blog, which we are just about to launch in the next very short while. And we're excited to share some of our views, our thoughts, um, those kind of talks that you wish you could give at church, but you just don't get to. But the important part is we would like to invite you, our listeners, our audience to get in touch and uh, consider sharing your thoughts with us. We would love to hear from you. Now, maybe you would like to come on and uh, chat on the podcast, on the live stream. That would be awesome. Maybe you would like to come and uh, join the blog space as a perma blogger, or maybe you just have something that you would like to say, the experience that you would like to share, the talk you wish you would give, or what you wish you could have said during that lesson. Wherever you stand in this faith community, wherever you stand, you are needed. So we want to invite your voice now just to really clear up what that would look like if you are an all-in true believing Mormon, if you are ex-Mormon, if you are progressive, nuanced, if you are not Mormon and you are somehow in this space still, this is something that we would like to invite you to participate in. We want to know how are you experiencing faith right now? What do you need to share? And we want to invite you to do that. So thank you for your time. We're going to jump into the episodes. Before we do, I just want to remind you that you can stay in touch with us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram and on TikTok and all of those usual social media channels. Don't forget to leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and thank you so much for your time. Do get in touch if you have any questions. We would love to hear from you. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to 21st Century Saints Live, a podcast and live stream series for uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, those who are affiliated, adjacent, those who can't stand the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, just, it's all of the Mormonism stuff's happening right here. Um, we got so sick of it always being an American-based discussion, we thought, you know what, let's Let's do it ourselves. So this is um, this is a, a, a chance for us to talk about things that matter to us, about people here in the UK who live in Mormonism and uh, and about their lived experience. Alana, what day is it today? It what is are the we 8th on? of September 2021. It is. Are you surviving? Just about. Just about. So we... Being in Scotland, we are used to having no weather other than rain that falls at a slight angle for most of the year. And other than that, it's broken up by occasional snow. And we've this is what the second heat wave 
the yep. second heat wave and yep. we're all at first everyone was walking around smiling and it was so nice and now everyone's just walking around looking at each other just like oh pal. well it's very very unusual for us to get such good weather at this time of year very unusual and here's a piece of useless information that i came across um, with the lack of rain the wee reservoir or whatever you call it where the, the water comes from is only half full like for us where it comes from from us locally i was looking at this today so it's causing the oh what's it called not magnesium um, no uh, yeah that it, stuff in come. the water the stuff that's in the water that algae. thing i was telling you about algae. the magne no not magnesium algae no, it's something along that kind of term anyway. So it's been causing problems for people's water and that's the reason yeah. because of the lack of rainfall, it's not filling up the, the water. I know that, that yes, is Scottish water is, is beautiful. You know, everywhere else where you have to filter it or, you know, buy the bottle stuff, Scottish water mm. comes out of the tap giggling and like, come <laughs> and drink me, you're so pretty. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway, so we're, so we're good. We're ready to go except... We're a little bit melting here. Um, I'm really excited again about our, our guest, another one of the Brit Avengers team. We have Mark Johnson. Um, you want to say hi to her? I, I know you just said hi. Uh, yeah, hello everybody. Mark Johnson here. Uh, and I'm not sure if I'm one of the Brit, Brit Avengers. I'm one of the, the behind the scenes, but yeah. The guy uh, in the chair? In the chair, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. No, hey. <laughs> We, we, there's a there's a few of us so although yeah. we've got the regular podcasters there are a few of us there's a whole sunstone team um and and we're going to be interviewing some more brit avengers over the next couple of okay. weeks um so, oh so i do seem to have a couple of internet issues today um i do apologize if we're kind of going to be going in and out a little bit i'm sure alana will so far you can take good. over if it gets a bit tricky yeah you, you cursed it. You just okay. had internet issues, and you and you had them. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, because you guys didn't notice the first. You know, the internet here went. I think it's the heat. The internet here just died um, mm. this afternoon, and so we're yeah. all just like keeping it going by force of will. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, so we've got more of the team that we're going to be able to interview because we've got Sunstone this month when most of us will be able to come and hang out. Um. And we are, of course, be going to be having a, a Sunstone episode of 21st Century Saints, which we're so keen about. And uh, because Alana and I, you know, we've got a lot of childcare, we don't really get to get breaks, we don't really get to get sleep. Um, we are so looking forward to coming to Sunstone. It's going to be really interesting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great to catch up with everyone. We're going to learn some stuff. But also, we are very much seeing this as um, as some some fun for us. Um, so, what we decided we'd we'd like to do is because we're going to come and do this trip, because we're going to be getting to do this episode, we thought it would be really fun to and, and a little bit lazy to say, "Hey, listen, why don't we hand over the reins um, <laughs> of the show for that episode over to over to you?" Um, because you've interviewed loads of people for Sunstone UK. You know what you're doing, um, you know, and that way we can just sort of, you know, enjoy the experience of being on on the other side of the mic. So I'm, I'm gonna get to interview you guys, aren't I? So I need to yeah. come with a bunch of questions and uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, 
so I've started them as you've seen, but we'll, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll leave it to the day. But I've got I'm building up a few questions, and we, we should have a good show. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think oh, the subject matter yeah. is really interesting as well. Um, this the Brit Avengers and the UK Mormon moment. I think it'll be really good. Definitely, and we'll talk yeah. a little bit more about that just shortly. So, um, but we want to start off by introducing you to our audience because um, although we've spoken before, yeah. Um, so many of the Brits here and, uh, and and yeah, the people who are who watch our show from the other side of the, the world um, oh, haven't really met us before and don't really know who we all are. So, so Mark, would you like to maybe kick us off then by but sharing a little bit about your Mormon background? How did you come into the world? How do I? Yeah, it's a long old story. So uh, as we discussed earlier on, I'm reasonably old, 49, um, and maybe 49 is a new 30, I don't know. Um, I, so how did I join the church? Um, so uh, my mum joined, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, a, I'm not sure, I never worked it out really. My mum joined the church when I was about uh, six, seven, I think it was. Um, so I was baptised at eight, but, you know, uh, so I'm not sure that makes me a first generation or second generation, I'm not sure. Um, so we were, uh, yeah, my mum, my she was a single mum. Uh, missionaries knocked on the door. Uh, we lived in a small town called Barrow and Furness, which is in the northwest of England. Um, 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 big industrial town, lots of shipbuilding. Um, yeah, she was a single mum. The missionaries knocked on the door uh, and she liked the message. Uh, you know, uh, it, I think it sort of expanded the horizons a bit um, f beyond the small town. Uh, before that, we were brought up Catholic. Um, I, I come from a really strong uh irish catholic background i know we lived in england but uh, my my grandfather and, and my grandmother as well were, were sort of from ireland were relations from ireland so um strong catholic background i, I remember as a child my uh, my grandmother going on trips to lourdes so anyone who's who's in the uk knows about lourdes it's a place in france where there was a miracle happened and also to knock as well in ireland so so strong irish background uh catholic background but yeah, the missionaries knocked on our door uh, and converted us when I was about seven. Uh, and I remember the missionaries' names actually. There was an elder Davis and there was an elder Rose, who I think is a big shot at BYU basketball nowadays. It's like oh, okay, team, team manager or something like that. So, so yeah, joined the church in a small uh, branch uh, and uh, uh, grew up there as a you know a, a, in a single parent family. Um, we moved down to London. Uh, when I was about 10, my mum remarried or married someone, but that, that didn't last very long. So I spent my formative, so I was in the Northwest, a uh, small branch, and then my formative years in uh, London. So uh, Stratford Ward, Hyde Park Stake, um, which was an interesting place to be a teenager. Uh, uh, really good. Um, uh, uh, and the church was a really good support. I had an amazing time in youth. Um, I actually started going to dance, church dances, when I was about 12 because uh no maybe younger actually because my mum was on the dating scene and she used to go to dances and take me because she couldn't find a babysitter <laughs> so yeah. oh that's so lovely yeah yeah so um uh, me and my brother so yeah there was me in fact the brother yeah i i, I got a brother um, um um yeah so she used to take us both um, um to to dances so yeah uh Teenage years in London, uh, served the mission a bit late. Uh, so I went out when I was 21. Um, 
uh, I went to the Ingle, England Bristol mission. Um, interesting story about that. I was um, when I got my mission call, I was actually called to the England Manchester mission. And because I grew up in the Manchester mission area, I just said to my state president, I said, um, look, I'll go to Manchester. I don't mind wherever you sent me, but I've got loads of friends and relatives in that area. Do you really want to send me there? And he made a phone call and about half an hour later, I got another, I got called to the Bristol mission. <laughs> so, okay. so yeah, so I got, uh, so I was going to go to Manchester mission, but I ended up in Bristol. So served there 93 to 95. Um, um, yeah, and, and it was really good. I enjoyed my mission um, and then came back. And I think I was married, uh, came back. In the meantime, my, my, my family had moved. My mum had remarried again. Um, they'd moved to Ireland. We lived in Ireland for a little bit. In fact, before my mission, uh, I, uh, she I, she went over to Ireland when I was about 16. Uh, I stayed in London on my own. Um, but I did spend some time in Ireland in Limerick in, um, uh, in a small branch there. Um, but yeah, uh, w when I came back off mission, my family had moved back to England, the northwest. Um, so I came back there, and I was married within like eighteen months. I want to say, no, no, it wasn't. I was married it mm, maybe two or three years actually. Came back in ninety-five, married in ninety-seven. And how long were you dating for before you got married um, in the Mormon world? Uh, it was really quick for the UK actually. So we were dating <laughs> for about three weeks before I asked her to marry me. Oh, wow, that is quick. <laughs> so, That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah, that was very quick. Could, uh, could we pause a little bit and just rewind? Because yeah. I, I want to ask about your, your youth experiences. Did you, did you enjoy being in youth? I mean, I would imagine to serve a mission, you must have had some pretty positive experiences in the church as a teen. Was yeah, like youth, youth was really good. And because I was, I was in Hyde Park Stake, and so um around the greater london areas like certainly at the time there's like five different stakes so um there was like crawley state romford maidstone uh wandsworth so like there was always something going on every weekend as a youth so i'd either be at a, every weekend i'd either be at a dance or a convention or i would just visit another ward uh there was one ward i used to visit loads and this uh, and the bishop asked me if i if I wanted a calling, and that sort of put me off <laughs> going from. <laughs> I, I, I took it easy after a while after that, but um, yeah. So youth was really good. Um, if anyone remembers the famous Hyde Park dances and the Imperial College dances, uh, they were a really big thing, and certainly when in, in the time I was in youth, uh, Wandsworth did really good ones as well. Um, um, and then obviously the Reading dances as well. So so yeah, youth was uh, a really positive experience. We had we had in our ward. I think we had quite. A, we must have had like. Well, I didn't have loads, but maybe ten youth that that sort of came and went. But you know, it was a good solid, um, uh, uh, you know, youth attendance. And we had the Pakefield conventions at that time. So uh, and we did state dances. Uh, state three that's a Pakefield convention, um, um, state road shows stake athletics stake swimming and then the, and that went to the regional ones so it was it was a it was a really um good uh, and enjoyable youth and that this is pretty alien to me because the uk scene i suppose um it, it really has quietened down you don't 
you were sort of part of that heyday of when it was really yeah really yeah fun. and you you would totally invite your mates um yeah yeah, it was yeah. Fun to hear it. um I, I know that um in in our ward I, I remember sort of people moving into our ward who were all teens around about the same the same time so they all had this sort of shared interest a shared background and what I thought was wonderful is even when there were um, people who weren't active in the church anymore, they were all still really great friends. You know, they, they would still be in touch. And um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, not not necessarily everyone, obviously, but, you know, people who really did make connections, those connections tended to stay. And I thought that that's just golden. You know, you don't really get that now. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm still in touch with a few friends from that area. And I can see, like, even... The, the, there's a lot of friendship groups that, that were around then and uh, that, that have now left the church, but they're still friendship groups. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, I think that that whole scene was, you know, they, I think the church lost a lot by, I don't know if, I don't know if it was a conscious discouragement of all that or, or I know, I know certainly when I was growing up, there was a few uh, area authorities who, who were keen on, um, youth traveling outside their stake uh try to discourage it um yeah, yeah. i mean if, if it was i don't know i suppose in a really big area with a lot of people in the stake but when stakes in the uk are so small yeah it's it's a bit sad it's isn't like, it yeah why yeah i just don't get the rationale for that so um so youth was 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 really good i i just loved it it was um and, and you know I, I didn't brought it did that bring any no i don't i wasn't a very good missionary as a as a <laughs> as a youth but um i know i know friends who brought them along and um yeah yeah um yeah when when that when they said the prayers at the end of the dance there was a few strange looks from you can see you there's a non-member like looking around what's going on here why are you, why are you praying at a disco <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always yeah. start with a prayer. Um, yeah. do, do you think there was any difference? I know that you mentioned area leadership. Do you think there was any difference in sort of local level leadership about what was expected or what people were willing to do? Why do you think um, it's it's different now? Do you have any thoughts? No, I think I think maybe because we haven't done it for that long. It's not been a thing in the UK, so. There are pockets of it. So the stay coming at the moment, they do, hmm, I think COVID's, but they like they have done dance festivals for, you know, for, for years and years. Uh, and it's a, it's a thing that the Manchester State does. So I think there are some areas, uh, some uh, people who do it, but I, I think generally we've just got out the habit of it. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like there's a few people I speak to my age, who you know, uh, as a guy, uh, and it's like, he does he tries to get uh, stuff going but sometimes there's this pushback like no one's interested you know they, i think they've tried to organize um, road shows and people are just not that bothered mm. uh, not interested. i think i think when things have stopped like that for so long because I, I mean i remember back in the day we were always so looking forward to the road shows like yeah it was a highlight you know and i think when you've yeah. stopped doing something for so long like it's it becomes alien then to our youth generation so they're like know what to do a road show you know <laughs> i think i think if they'd have kept them running then it would have been the done thing but i think because it's so not done now that 
that it's like the kids are looking like what a roadshow, like what you talk well, about, you, you know. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the sad thing. Like I, I was speaking to Jane about this a while back, you know, how just the lack of everything within the youth programme, because even within my youth days, you know, there was dances, as you say, there was the roadshow, you know, they kind of, I was annoyed because they took the golden green ball away, you know, I before that, I yeah. got the chance to go, all these things that were running. And, and I said, you know, what is there to keep our youth? You know, because there's more of a pull in the world, there's more of a social world, social life in the world than there is within the church. And so they wonder why we're losing so many of our youth and why I say, and that's why, mm. because they don't have enough on to keep them. I know there's a part of responsibility on the people as well. The church can't be responsible for their whole social life. Yeah, um, yeah. I think there still has to be things to, to keep them committed. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that that's the sole reason that keeps you committed, but I think it does help. Um, you know, because when these things kind of fizzle out and stop, then they look and they go, so what is there to do? You know, yeah. and they may start going to a nightclub, they may start going out to a pub, you know, for the karaoke. And then as, you know, the church teaches, when you go into those places, Satan gets a grip on you and you leave the church. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. so not, it's sad. I, yeah, it's sad. I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of them, but do you ever, does, it, does the Granada Studios dances make mean anything to you? I've heard yeah. of Granada Studios, but I don't know about the dancers. Yeah, yeah, North. So there, there was a member in um, um, in uh, Manchester Stake actually, um, uh, who was a. Uh, he, he think he worked at Granada Studios or anything, but he he did DJing on the side and he, he a bit of a local celebrity and and stuff like really good guy. I'm not going to mention his name because he's still a member and and all that sort of stuff. But it, 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 he he uh, he ran dances they were they were at chapels he, he did a lot of church dances at chapels but he also started doing these um these um i won't say commercial dances but you had to pay to get in because he had to hire the place but he would only invite church members so he did them at granada studios there was the north meet south dances i think they were in the midlands somewhere but this guy did that so you know and hundreds and hundreds of youth would come um um to them uh, and it was you know this was like probably early 90s and you know spoke to him a few times because i used to um uh, i used to run a website for that listed all the activities in the uk and he used to give me a, a discount on the tickets because i put his up there but um he, he um uh, he said to me the only reason one of the, one of the main reasons he does these dances is to keep you know if they, if they don't come here they're going to go to a nightclub yeah, yeah, know, absolutely. Introduced to you know whatever, so so you know he was filling the gap. There's a gap there, and um, you know that's why he was doing it. And and so I, I think you're right. You're exactly right in what you're saying. If there's nothing, uh, kids will you know. They'll look elsewhere for it. Good, isn't they? Yeah. 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 Um, out of curiosity, do, do either of you know was were golden green balls um, a, a American thing to <laughs> Alana? No, no, um, we had them. And right. there was a rose ball was as well. It was a UK thing then, so it was a... Yeah, yeah, there was a golden oh. green ball, and I think that was in the autumn, and the rose ball was in the spring. I think there was some... Alana, behave yourself. Um, I can't I, help it. Julian's making me laugh. We, we don't have... Um, <laughs> we've, we've got an, an After Dark episode we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks where it might there potentially maybe... Colourful. Mm -hmm. And I get, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Mormon Mad is going to be coming to join us for a little chat. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. 
so we're we're going to be be having fun um anyway okay since we're going to get our minds back out of the gutter alana um i was just laughing at julian's comment about karaoke being satan's tool literally my kids can't read um can't read anything we can't say the word ball in our house without it being um met with a ton of giggles so i i do apologize it's just yeah. i'm just no, that, honestly that's not what i was laughing at i was genuinely around just, just for like a little yeah just I because know. it's so true like how many times i've heard that you know yeah um it's not just the uk so my my brother who you know grew up with he he moved to Canada, uh, 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 Alberta, um, and there was a guy there that he was related to, um, and he used to do church dances, um, and uh, and it sounded like a very similar scene over there, but that seems to have fizzled away as well. So I think it's yeah. like a church-wide uh, thing where all these oh. social activities have just been, um, yeah. You know, I see. I'm pop- just wondering. Back, back in the olden days when I first joined the church and didn't yeah. I missed all of this? Um, I mean, I don't. Maybe this is um, rose-coloured glasses, but it feels like things were a lot cheaper. It feels like you could hire transport, or you know, everyone would carpool. You could go to the beach. You could have dances. People were willing to sort of give up their time because they didn't. Um, you, you know, it, it just seemed a bit easier things trying to organize things now seem to come with a pretty big price mm. tag and i wonder if we if we invested financially in the youth if we gave the youth um programs a good budget to work with mm. i think obviously back in, in my youth and things as well if you look at the, the fact of fundraising you know you can't do that anymore now whereas back in my younger days you know we were able to have tuck shops and things like that at the dances and things like that, you know, you were it was a bit more easy to do fundraisers, you know, car washes, you know, we used to go and do car boots and things to fundraise, but you're not yeah. able to do that anymore. So I think that, but you know, I'm not I don't mean to bring this into it, but you know, it, it angers me a little bit because if you view it from a church perspective, you know, they're saying about our youth and young ones are a future generation. But they're not putting enough into them you know you've still got a very small budget with us being a small ward we don't have a huge budget obviously i was in youth you know for a few years i was in young women's and you know the budget isn't a way up here our bishop was really good that if he wasn't really using the word budget at one time you know he would kind of pull some of the budget to help us and things yeah but i just think the church has the flipping money so why are they <laughs> yeah, not yeah, investing more money we can you know it. they wonder why we're losing people but if they put the money into yeah. our youth that's what they're saying as a future generation if they invest that money in them and i don't just mean by paying some some money towards camp or towards temple trips i'm talking about some of the fun stuff you know um yeah. for me it's just bonkers you know jane's into all the church finances and things which i've started to look into she says it's amazing i just think it's a joke because they don't you know they've got all this money and it's just sitting there um you know and i just think if they used it more wisely we maybe wouldn't lose so many people i'm not saying you know to me you know i, I view it as well as sometimes there's <clears throat> people like me who just leave anyway because yes. it's, it's easier to just leave them sit through born church but you know you have the people that you know they still believe in things like that but they just they feel like i've got no social life because that that was a big part for me is that you know, I even get into my YSA, you know, you had, sorry, I don't mean to make this about me, but, you know, you had your YSA, but 
in, in our stake at the time that I was away, I say, you know, you had your cliques, and I think that's very common mm. within the church, you know. And so, you know, you had all these YSA who were meeting up in Glasgow, you know, and here was the people away out in Airdrie who were never invited to go and have lunch or go and have a wee day out in Glasgow or whatever. So, you know, and with very minimal YSA in our world, it was very difficult. And so the pool did become too much for me because a lot of my friends were not LDS, you know, because it's not like America where yeah. every second house is an LDS member or every house, you know. I had very few people within our world and so the pool was stronger for me, you know, yeah. with friends. So I, I did start going to nightclubs, I did start going to pubs, and, you know, slowly I did go into that where I was drinking and things because it was more fun. <laughs> there was more stuff to do, you know, and and that's, that, the, that's the sad thing. So if you're yeah. not providing enough for our youth and YSA, you're not going to keep them because they are just going to look elsewhere for that social life, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. there'll be a vacuum and they'll, they'll just go, won't they? So, yeah. But it, as well, even beyond the dances, I, I remember from my youth there was... They seem to be a lot more fun. I remember having firesides in people's homes, and yeah. you just do crate. Does anyone there was there was an activity the fireside that people used to do where you were all on the plane, and the plane crashed. It's a bit more yep. actually. Yep. And half of you went to heaven, and half of yep. you went to hell. Yeah, do you remember that one? Yeah, and then there was a carnival one as well that we used yeah, to do yeah, quite yeah, often. Yeah. And yeah. then you got tokens and things like that. Yeah, on yeah, the plane yeah. one, so on the plane one, on the, and I think it's on the church activities website, there's um, where you can find out what sort of activities, here's some ideas. It says on the church activities website, don't do that activity. Really? <laughs> don't, don't, because um, we are sort of effectively role-playing someone you're going to heaven. You're going. To, you're going here. You're yeah, going to, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, but back in the day, it was the done thing. You know, everyone was doing it. You know, I can't remember what the carnival one was called. Um, you know, you just got loads of tokens and you yeah, and, 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 uh, you then, spend them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah, the yeah, end, yeah. you know, depending on what you had, kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy the things. Well, it's do. it's like uh, you know, there are really fun activities that when you look at a sort of deeper doctrinal meaning behind them. I mean, we, Alana and I, um, you know, you, you'll remember we were doing the uh, it was the parable of the ten virgins. This this beautiful musical fireside directed so beautifully by really talented young people in our ward um twice we did this show okay, twice yeah. and the first time you know just really really special i did, I did a really powerful yeah, i didn't do it the first time, I did it the second time yeah and then alana's with us doing, doing the second time and the second time it was just completely different because we could we had a more mature faith by that point and we can sort of see hold on a minute How five of these women <laughs> Who could be us are not making it. That is her. It messed with. Yes, yeah, it's so funny. Like, like with things like that, Jane. Because obviously, you know, I grew up in the church, so I just went along with what I was taught. And these parables were told. And it was like, oh, that's great. But when my eyes got opened to to some things, like with the ten virgins parable, I'm like, this is really horrible, and it made me feel horrible. Like I enjoy a wee bit of performing. I'm not an actress by any means, but I enjoy performing and singing. But it it made me feel horrible. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I will never do that again. I will never do that performance again. Yeah. And it was Jane who said that. She's like, that, oh, the Ten Virgins parable is, is horrible, the way it's taught within the church, you know. And the way it's taught in that performance. Yeah, in the performance. Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, and I did, like, I did not feel good at that point. I actually, like, I just wanted to bowl my eyes out. I'm like, this isn't right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just so, noticed uh, in the comments about the church has stopped fundraising for young women. It does, it hasn't though. So, so certainly in my area, they fundraise for FSY or YS, whatever it's called, the Mormon Madrasa thing. They 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 do, uh, you know, the where they all go and and for a week. So they fundraise for that. So mm-hmm. so it, fundraising is not stopped. It's just they. I, I was sure there them. was something had come out that we, we weren't allowed to to really do once it once a year. No. We can do something once a year, yeah. and it should be for camp. That's that's yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So did did you have friends in youth? Did you would you did you have uh, other church friends at your school? Were you pretty isolated? Yeah, I had friends. I had friends outside of church, but my, my most of my um, um, social circle was in church, and yeah. A bit sad, really, but you go. But yeah, I had a few friends outside the church, but um, I had it was just a really good bunch of kids, and so so uh, there was no need to no need, but I just you know that that was where the focus. There was a lot of activities going on, and so um, so yeah, most of my sort of social life, and like I said, every weekend there was there was something going on, Um, uh, and even if there wasn't a dance, like I said, I'd go to we'd go to someone's house, have a sleepover, and go to the local ward in the morning. Oh, I love that. I love that. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, those yeah, are memories. Really yeah. Um, okay, so then you've served your mission. Now yeah. you're fulfilling your priesthood responsibilities, um, <laughs> yeah. and you're 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 married. So married, yeah, yeah. So I stood like between that uh, uh, sort of mission and time. The the, the YSA was good. Uh, I actually met my wife at um, a road show. So I came visiting. <laughs> the manchester stake <laughs> and the road shows was on and her she was singing so uh when she she was she's a good singer so after the road show i went up to her and just i just said you know you're you're a really good singer and we got talking and then we got married like uh, three months later whatever it was <laughs> so, so and i'd actually i'd actually met her before um there's a there's a camp in west wales where this guy bought a camp for with the sole purpose of having it uh for lds stakes uh camps to be done there um Gethley in the west west wales i think it's still going actually um um, um and um so the manchester state would go down there for um um uh a camp and i wasn't in the manchester state at the time but i sort of uh i uh what's the word invited myself because i had some friends in the area and i'd actually met her on that camp but i totally forgot about it so, but then like six months later we met and then you know uh, we got married so, typical mormon yeah. wedding yeah yeah and we actually got married like I, I, uh, on uh, like julian and laura we got married on valentine's day because oh. it, in the 1997 the manchester state center so yeah and then we the the preston temple wasn't open at the time so we had to go we went down to london for to, to get sealed the same day um yeah, so perfect Mormon marriage. <laughs> How was 
Could, could I ask about your temple experience? Oh, I was, I was genuinely just about to ask that. We've been doing this all day, by temple the way. Temple experience. <laughs> that just came to my head I went, you said it. Yeah, I went, I went before my mission because you had to them days. Uh, did I think it was weird? Yeah, I think I thought it was weird, but I sort of went along with it. I didn't really uh, kick up a fuss. Well, everyone's saying how wonderful it is and you're going to have such a nice experience and... You know, so why why would you like not just yeah. go? Because I, 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 liked, it up, I, like, you know? I like the words to the um, initiatory prayer. I always thought mm. they were really nice. Yeah. Um, the Celestian room was a bit of underwhelming for me. I think I just thought it was a like a nice hotel. <laughs> <laughs> what hotels um, have you been in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's so strange to hear someone say something that isn't a conventional um, temple response. So I, you know, my husband is a non-member and, you know, whenever you're sort of showing all of the, the books and pictures, yeah. here's what the temple looks like, here's the celestial room. And he and he builds, um, you know, buildings is what he, he does. Okay. Um, and he's looking at these sort of big chandeliers and, you know, the furniture and he's like, it's really tacky. Yeah. And I was horrified. I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, it isn't. That's, <laughs> That's the temple. That's yeah. living room. How dare yeah. you? Um, so it, it always interests me that, um, you know, whenever we get to have conversations about when it's it's just not quite what we expected. And no. um, what about what about your wife? Was was did she Sort of yeah, she loved it, actually she she liked it she's quite uh she liked i think just she likes it well, yeah she enjoyed it it was a good experience uh obviously she went through just before we got married so um yeah she she liked it and then we, when we got married we'd often we'd often go to the, no when the temple when the preston temple was built that was it that was a few years after we got married mm. and we'd often go to the Pre preston temple for a date night and we were the witness couple and do you know what? I love hearing stories about this. Like I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and things, and and to hear that that was a date night going to the temple. It, I, and yeah. I don't mean I don't mean it disrespectful, but it actually just makes me laugh a little bit because I'm like, I would love. I would that. no. See, I would be horrified. <laughs> I would be like, you're taking me to the temple for a date night. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you're gone, mate. <laughs> like it's just yeah. to me, and and I I respect that people. Some people are okay with it, but just in my opinion, I'm like. Nah, That's I don't go to the temple for a date night. That that to me is not a date. Like Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, it. as I say, I respect people who do enjoy it and find it, you know, but for me I'm just like, nah, no chance. We no go to two drives on the way back, so that was the bonus Well, I suppose that. that that's okay then. I'll let you off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you're living the Mormon dream then. You're yeah. you're um you're you're married, you're early twenties, you're in the trajectory in the UK for for great things i am yeah so i think my, my, my callings were i they, they got me to teach the youth sunday school a lot um um i think because they leave i didn't say to brag but the youth liked me I, I was i'm quite a chilled person so i would never I, I didn't like following the manual to the letter i just thought it was pointless so um I, you know I'd, I'd pick a subject and we'd we'd discuss it and debate it and, and that sort of stuff so i was in youth a lot uh youth sunday school and then uh, obviously young men's as well um uh and then i was i think my last calling was um uh actually technically i've still got a calling but we'll come to that <laughs> um, um do I? my last active calling was um uh, was the exec sec for the bishop brick i think it was yeah yeah so um 
so yeah so i didn't I, you know sort of served in the bishopric but not quite yet I, so yeah it wasn't long till i had my faith crisis <laughs> okay so so talk to me in about how how that comes about so i, I can't remember uh exactly um i remember so it was around 2000 2001 um um and i, and I just can't remember i remember looking for mormon humor or something like that and there was there was a website called i think it was called latter-day lampoon and it used to be um i guess it's like the i'm trying to think of the equivalent nowadays uh i don't think there is equivalent <laughs> the, the dark uh memes uh joseph brigham young meme stash dunk dank meme stash similar to that quite uh, critical humor of the uh, of the leaders uh and that probably uh, and some of the things on there rang true to me and i probably just went down the rabbit hole of of church you know history and, and all that sort of stuff um there was a website that's still going actually called xmormon.org um and where i was working at the time um um uh, this website worked particularly well with the web browser i was i had to use at work so I was on it a lot at work. So I spent a lot of time reading exmormon.org and exit stories. And this is around 2000, 2001. And it was, it was the usual stuff. Um, just, just history, really church history. Um, um, I think I've always been a, I've never been like a true blue. I've always been a bit liberal. And, and one of the things I always used to hate was the, the pretentiousness and judgment of, of some church members. Yes. So, um, something that sticks out in my mind one of the wards I lived in there was a lady who came who didn't have much money she wasn't very you know um, uh, yeah she, and she didn't have many nice clothes and uh, a member I remember a couple of members just really saying oh you need to come to church a bit more respectful and and, and she felt you know and it's this thing she's here what's the problem you know what I mean isn't it isn't them isn't the the, the the focus that someone's here and and, and attending church not what, not what they would wear so i i've always been a bit you know i, I yeah what's the word liberal or or not no. totally uh, I, th I think with that situation yeah. regarding the women's clothes you know i think the best way to deal with that instead of um you know saying you need to wear better clothes to church like would be to say is everything okay can we help yeah, 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 possibly yeah. take her to you know a charity shop or i think for america is it a thrift kind of shop or something yeah, yeah. Know, you know, um and and help her to get something decent you know that that to me would be the right thing to do rather than kind of making her feel like because because comments like that can make people then walk away from the church because they think well, oh, yeah, i can't yeah. go because i don't have decent clothes i don't care if somebody rocks up in their best shorts and a t-shirt because they're at church, you know. I always taught my young woman that that someone's Sunday best might not be her idea of a Sunday best, but it might be their Sunday best. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I so mean, I've, I, I, yeah, I've always been a bit cynical of, of of some of the church culture. I think, uh, and and I, I, I never get the obsession with the white shirt and tie. So, oh. so, <laughs> um, that, so that's yeah. exactly my issue. The the um the whole Sunday best thing is is really. It's a, of an issue for yeah for me. yeah so yeah i went down the reddit hole 2000 2001 and uh, and yeah so uh and i remember one the last the last times i um the last temple i went in was the edmonton alberta temple because it was my brother's wedding and my wife knew i was having doubts and she was really stressed that i would get a temple recommend even though i was having doubts but i wasn't let any i wasn't gonna let anything get in the way of me you know visiting my going to my brother's wedding so 
and because it was in Canada, he actually got married in the temple. So, um, yeah, so so we went. I remember that was like a, the last time I went to the temple was in Canada for my brother's wedding. So, um, but again, to me, I don't think that there's anything wrong with going to the temple and having a recommend just because you're having doubts. You know, I I went to the temple with Jane a few years ago, and at that time, I was really right. having doubts. I mean, I had chosen not to wear my temple garments fully um and things and jane will tell you like when she'd mentioned about going i was like but i can't i can't go because i've not been wearing my garments and it wouldn't feel right to just put them on to go to the temple but i thought well why shouldn't i just because i'm having doubts doesn't mean i'm not worthy to go and see how that experience affects me because i was yeah. wanting to see you know so for me again it goes back to this thing of you know just because you're doubting doesn't mean that you're not worthy it doesn't mean that you're not able to go into the temple just because you're having doubts yeah 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 so could we talk maybe about what if, if you can remember and if you're comfortable talking about it, what some of those doubts looked like. So you've mentioned generally history. Yeah, so multiple versions of the first vision. Um, I, um, I meant one thing that sticks out in my mind was at the time, it was when the, uh, the remember the general, no, the perpetual education fund that the church announced for college, um, um, people who wanted to go to college. Uh, and the idea was that you could, you, the church would give you the money to go to the college and you could pay them back um um uh yeah once you've you've graduated and it was i think it was targeted at people in sort of poorer areas but what, what got me was you know for years and years the church used to say to us don't get into debt and here they were being a loan company offering loaning people money to get you know education um uh and, that, and it wouldn't be so bad if they didn't have gain any interest on it but there was interest on there and what made it even worse is uh, the church didn't even put up the capital money for it. They, you know, they got people to uh, donate to to provide to provide the actual initial pot of money. So I remember, I remember that came in out, and everyone saying it was a wonderful thing. I'm just thinking, this is the money making scheme. <laughs> it's just, you know, where's 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 the where's the Christianity or God in that? So, you know, so it wasn't you know history, and then there was cultural things. Um, um, and at the time, I remember there was a, a friend of mine who, who had a business and one a state president bought the business, but his business, the way he did the deal was really um, unscrupulous and cutthroat. And um, and this guy who had sat in state state meetings, you know, talking about honesty and reading scriptures, yet behind the scenes at out of church, he was like a total ruthless you know, you know, it was an arsehole, basically. <laughs> Sorry. Um, That's okay. Um, it, it, you know, it, all these things sort of came together um, and, and just said, look, you know, what's the logical conclusion? Either it's true or there's all these gymnastics and you've got to jump through in your head. So, you know, I, I came out, you know, decided it wasn't true and uh, stopped attending. Um, yeah. That was around. Oh, yeah, you want to start bringing logic into it, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when you stopped attending, was your wife still active at that time? Then yeah, she was. And, and she, how did she take she took it? it? Really hard. Um, 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 she took it really hard, uh, and it, it stopped her going for a while, and it, she really struggled. Um, um, and I was at the angry stage as well. I was, you know, saying what about this and what about that, and I'd, I'd be looking for any, anything that would, you know. Um, yeah, just just angry at the church, you know, uh, at the sort of. It's told us one story, but the actual real story is totally different. So it was, um, yeah, she, 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 yeah, she took it hard. Yeah. She took, I, she think took, that, I think that I think that's quite a common thread. 
Sorry? I was saying, I think that's quite a common thread with couples when one leaves and the other one doesn't. I think a lot of the, the, the partners take it quite hard, you know? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So yeah, that she 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 said you know she eventually started going back and and and, and I I would just stay home, um, um, so yeah, um, yeah, and that was two thousand and one. So um, she was, she, well, I won't say she was a single mother, but you know she, she yeah she she went to church on her own for a while. Uh, I, after I left, I dabbled a little bit with the spiritualism. I went to the spiritualist church for a while. That was quite interesting. Yeah. Nice bunch I of did, I did too, for Yeah, lots of old people, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, um, I actually dropped in to the community of Christ because I'm um, went back in 2003, whatever it was, or, you know, that sort of time. Because uh, there's a community of Christ building about five minutes' drive from my, my uh, ward chapel. So I dropped in. I went in for two Sundays, but, you know, uh, I, um, yeah. And then I never went back, not for any bad reason. I just, you know, couldn't be bothered. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but we'll come on to that later. And so does your wife still attend? Oh, sorry. Does your wife still attend church then? She, she does. Uh, well, uh, COVID has stopped. She hasn't attended uh, church since COVID kicked in. Um, uh, she's not rushing to go back. Not that she's lost a test to me, but she's just, I think she's just got out of the habit and she's still a bit nervous about large gatherings oh absolutely i mean the numbers are on the rise again so I yeah, can understand yeah. That. So, um so I I, I, yeah i'm not sure when you know she will go back eventually it's just um, um i yeah. think i've been more active in church stuff than she has over the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's I, I mean it's where so many people are right now and so many people are feeling really guilty about you know we we should be or we're not and am i is they're equating the feeling with sin and um yeah it's it's everyone is experiencing this so i, I completely, yeah. completely relate. And, I, and i know they're concerned it and they're concerned about it in an area level as well so yeah, so I, know, yeah. I know it's um um yeah it's um it's a challenge so yeah she's still active um uh, and i'm I, all over you have a shelf breaking moment or had it just sort of built up no it it, it built up I, I, it, maybe it was a shelf breaking month or something like that it was it just just kind of one thing after the other yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. i just thought this is i'm out really so um stopped paying tithing started drinking coffee and... Ooh, bring on the coffee <laughs> so good well you know jay golden kimball used to drink coffee I, you know so you know good for him good for me um uh so we didn't have kids until i was uh jumping forward a bit i didn't have kids until our first was born 2006 so it took us a while to you know we we, we purposely didn't want kids too early wanted to travel a bit um we actually managed to get over to um uh palmyra and kirtland before we had kids we had a, we did a bit of a road trip around um uh, some of the church history sites um, shame on you for not having children straight away <laughs> shame on you yeah yeah so yeah so like nearly seven eight years into our marriage we, it was before we had kids yeah and i spoke about that last week with julian and i think that's fantastic you know that's yeah. the way it should be you know live yeah. your life a bit first get to know one another first and then um yeah then have have children yeah. Later on. Yeah. so so we we've had we've got three now um uh, and that's it I think um yeah getting on in age so uh we've got you know uh 2006 2010 uh, and 2013 so two girls and a boy so um 
so they've attended church obviously since they were born um yeah um yeah and i suppose there is a bit of a story around this they they um so i think two of them have got blessed um but one of them isn't and when it so when it when it came time for the eldest baptism uh we were preparing to get it done and um i'm said i'm happy for them to get baptized as long as you let me do it and they wouldn't let me do it oh okay uh, and I, I and it wasn't a power play it was just it was literally i, I really you know if my children are going, going to get baptized um i'm you know i'm happy i i, I would like to do it mm. I think it's an important milestone in the life um i don't think you know i'm not a not totally you know i'm not i want to you know, i think i live a the commandments mostly so i think there's no reason why i can't do it so i um, love that I, I love that you held that that boundary um I, I remember a few years ago when i felt like i needed a priesthood blessing and um charlie's not a member of the church so there's a protocol yeah. and that protocol really offends me um you know i feel mm -hmm. like if i have something that i i love my home teachers but uh ministering brothers yeah 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 but if I want or feel um, impressed to ask for a, a priesthood blessing, then it, sh it should really be someone that I'm either comfortable with or I know that I can speak to. Yeah, you've got a yeah, relationship with yeah. So, and, and I remember the person that I felt I'm going to ask for a priesthood blessing was was someone who was no longer active in church anymore. Um, that that was how, and, and the respect with which we were treated and it was, so sacred to me um it, it was just it was just wonderful so i i really i i think that's wonderful holding that ground yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and so that none of them are baptized and and it's not through you know i'd be uh, they can be baptized next week if you want just let me do it yeah and I, um so i think so i had a before covid I, I did have a conversation with my previous bishop who is an amazing guy really good um um uh, and he was willing to let me baptize them uh, and I was pushing to get do the confirmation again, but he wasn't quite ready to let me confirm them. Um, but what was interesting, we we had that conversation five years ago. You know, you're going to let them back, but and he said no. But I think the church rules have moved on a little bit, so he felt a bit more comfortable in letting me doing it, letting me do it. But then COVID happened, and so obviously it's so we might yeah. have that conversation again. But my oldest is now, you know, fourteen, nearly fifteen. I've got. You know, eleven-year-old and a and an eight-year-old. In fact, he he turned eight um, this week. Um, so I don't. Yeah, we might have that conversation again. Um, yeah. I th personally just I think that's a good thing. You know, I've changed. I, I used to believe eight-year-old. Yeah, that's fine. But I now believe just. And this is my personal opinion that that I think it, it's wise to wait till they're older because I, I don't personally feel one that at eight years of age. You know what sins of, of children at eight really committed yeah. my daughter's eight right now she she was born in 2013 too and i just think what sins do they really have you know they put this onus on them that's you your sins are all washed away you're you're clean and i'm thinking but they're eight yeah yeah, yeah yeah my little girl shouts at me she you know doesn't yeah. do she's told but are they really like sins they're just they're just typical kid things to do as part of yeah, growing yeah. up and yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i obviously not being with her dad anymore and he's not a church member i had made the decision anyway i i, I could have asked her dad but i don't think he would have allowed it personally but i had already then made the decision that i want her to wait till she's old enough to make that decision for herself because i feel like even at eight 
they're doing it because that's what they're taught. That's the thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's to a, me, a, they don't have that full understanding. People yeah. might disagree with me, but I just feel even at eight, you don't fully understand what you're getting into because you're only going with what you've been taught. You know, you get up yeah. and bear your testimony as an eight-year-old child because that's what you see everyone else doing. It's not because you have your true own full testimony. Well, I don't believe that anyway. So yeah. I, I think personally that's a good thing that they're old enough to then really look at things and say, do I want to commit myself to this church yeah. as they're older? That That's just my personal view. Yeah. You know? and, and if they want to do it, I, you know, be, I, I would support them. And I think they'd let me baptise them now. So I'm just pushing for the confirmation now <laughs> is the next thing. The only the only downs, you know, thing that makes me feel that bad is, is if they go to, um, if, there's a, if there's a youth temple trip for baptisms uh, because yeah. they're not baptised. So she's left out of that a little bit. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, it's tough. But that might happen. That might happen. Fingers crossed. So what does your ex-Mormon life look like then? What? How? how Very come... Mormon. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm Mormon. So you're not out so... partying and yeah, that's it. doing all the typical things. So I've been, I've, I've probably like one of the longest serving ex-Mormons in the UK because I remember getting together with a bunch of ex-Mormons in, maybe it's 2006, uh, so was it, there was this. Well, it's still. I think it's still there. Exmormon.org, and, and and as you post there, you get to know who the Brits are. So a few of us managed to, uh, you know, connect and get together. Um, um, I want to say two thousand six, seven, something like that. Um, so there's been this sort of ex-Mormon community that I've been involved in in the UK for for, for a, yeah many years, fifteen, twenty, I don't know whatever it is now, fourteen years now. Um, um um yeah so it, it's quite active um i probably should have let it go long ago after having my doubts in um 2001 but i think because my wife is still active uh, and my mum who remarried you know she's been married she's she's still very, still very active and as is my brother in canada and my sister who's married to the guy <laughs> we both know um so i've still got a lot of mormons around me and you know some really good friends um, who are um, you know, I'm really close to? Uh, they're, they're all mem so I am surrounded by Mormonism, and maybe that's why I haven't let it go, and I'm sort of still involved in the ex-Mormon community uh, in the UK. And it's always interesting as well on the various UK ex-Mormon uh, social you know places to say who who appears. You know, people you know. Oh, I never thought you'd leave, or you know. Yeah, yeah. But you only left because you wanted to sin, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's quite a common thread that you hear yeah. within the church that people yeah. only leave because they want to sin. You know, yeah. it's not for any other reason. Yeah. So, so ex-Mormon life is good. There's, you know, there's a lot of activities, and I think I've said this elsewhere. I think I do find it uh, interesting in some ways. I, I like, uh, I like watching the church. You know, it's interesting how this massive organisation, the richest uh, church in the world. You know how how is it going to navigate the next hundred years? And I, you know, I, I find it just intellectually interesting oh, how they navigate that, and and they keep on dropping clangers and and doing stupid things. I was thinking, guys, why, why can't you, you know, yeah, get this right and keep the youth in and start doing dances again? And but yeah, I, I do find it genuinely interesting as well. So I'm a bit of a bit sad, really, but you know. It's, um, so, what are your views for for the church's future? What 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 do you think it could look like? Hmm. I, 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 I do, you know, and, and we talked about. I think that, that you know, that I think they need to become 
uh, it needs to become an interesting place again. I just look at the community of Christ. I think yeah. what what they did with the restoration beliefs and turn things around. I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. A lot of the stuff that Peter Bleakley said, I'm, I'm, I'm spot on with. I've said to Peter a few times, you know, he's he's probably one of the only few people who's uh, who's made me turn my head, thinking, hmm, <laughs> he's probably got a point there. And and there are some good things about, you know, embrace the uniqueness, not in the way, not in the uh, way Elder Holland has recently said it, but I think, you know, some of the uh, doctrines, I think, I think uh, the church, the good church culture. Uh, can be amazing it can do you know the, the the way that the wards and branches organizing themselves i think they could do a, a load of good in the local community look at all those buildings they've got i think i'd like them just to become a bit more open to the world and and less fearful and less less mean to certain <laughs> uh, um, um, yeah. sections of society yeah. um yeah uh, I'd like to see them continue, but I'd like to see them change and, you know, go through some sort of reformation, you know, like the community of Christ does. That does. But I think, I think it's hard because it's a huge organization. There's lots of um, self-interest there. There's a lot of people who are, you know, uh, who uh, it serves them well to keep the status quo uh, in the church. So I think it'll be a long time. You know, the bigger they are, the harder they, you know, it's like turning an oil tanker. It'll take, it'll take a real long time for the church to change. Do you still uh, watch conference? No, no, no. I just watch the, I just watch the highlights next morning, read it. I'll read the so, highlights. Yeah, so, so you catch the, um, the yeah. you know, generally what's going on. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't watch conference when I was active over recent years, so. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it now. So my ex Mormon life as well is, you know, I, I, I have started affiliate, you know, working, going to the attending the community of Christ. So, so, so I went, I visited once in 2003 briefly, uh, but then after, a, I can't remember when it was, maybe 2015, and watching John Hamer's uh, interview with John DeLynn um, was, was amazing. And, and I thought I'd check out the community of Christ again. So um, did a bit of research. I, I attended my started attending my local community of Christ, um, and I just thought, in some ways, part part of the motivation was I got a bit sick of uh, being a, a permanent ex Mormon. Well, you know, just always Chris, always saying the church you got this wrong, you got that wrong. But rather, I'd rather have a positive message and say, well, I'm doing this. Yeah, um, let's concentrate on something more positive rather than just yeah. constantly criticizing so i thought it was a nice um uh, soft landing from the church i think uh, uh and what what i notice about you is um i mean i can be very turned off when people are um i, I guess maybe it's tone policing but you know if people are so critical of the church there's just not a discussion it's just you know you're, you're just taking cheap shots it's it's boring yeah. to me. it's you know it's it's just, it's, it can be really rude as well. It's a bit juvenile, just, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. and you know, if, like you said earlier, when there's anger, pain, hurt, you know, that is completely understandable. You know, yeah, I get it. Process whatever way, you know, you need to process. But um, yeah, I noticed that you're not someone who, who takes cheap shots, you know, who you, you, um, you have really interesting things to say. 
and and that's why I think um you know that's why I think I've been able to relate to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's it, cheap shots don't get anyone anywhere. It doesn't it doesn't move the conversation forward. Mm. You know, it, it's not building bridges. It's um, but I get that people need to need to do that. So you know, yeah. people want to burn it down. I can I, I totally understand. But personally, I I've I think I've moved beyond that, and uh, I'd rather build bridges. So one of the things I'm trying to do at the moment is is uh, you know I, I'd love to to have I'd love to see more interaction between the community of Christ and the LDS churches in the UK, even if it's not at a, a, an official level, maybe at a more local level. So uh, you know I've tried to get I've tried to get uh, like a, a joint um, discussion on church history together for years. I remember asking one of the area authorities. Uh, and I think it was a guy from um, uh, Scotland, actually. But uh, yeah, and, and the response I got back was, I said, you know, my suggestion was, let's get together and, and do a, a fireside on 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 shared history between the community of Christ. And the response was, what's in it for us? And I was just thinking, uh, all right, let's yeah, let's end the conversation. You obviously don't get yeah. it. It's just, uh, and my my uh, the bishop at the time who I asked, uh, you know. Uh, Users a go between. He, he he just he apologized and he just said, you know, what can I do? He was embarrassed telling he was in, embarrassed to say that. You know, what I mean, get that response. But we've right, managed to do it. We, we have. We have hmm? it, we it would be that. fascinating. It would be it would be so good to see that happen. We yeah. can. I think we can do participate in interfaith things up until a point but i think we we tend to always come back to having to rest on our truth claims we have to, to you know we have to be right i, I remember um a, a recently um, in recent years there was a, a local um mosque who had had an open day and we were trying to sort of be supportive and and as a ward and you know it, it ends up with with members having to bear testimony of yeah, yeah, the reality yeah. of Jesus in the mosque. To be able yeah. to communicate, um, I, I don't know, I think Community of Christ tends to make church members a bit nervous. Because they're expecting them to be like them and, and try to convert them. Yeah. And it's just, it's not in and their they DNA. Don't. They just don't do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and the the... The understanding, and I'm really generalising, but the, the leadership's understanding of uh, UK church history, general church history, that intersection, um, difficult things, is so good. So yeah, good. Yeah, 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 they're really good. And they've also got an amazing campground in on the Welsh borders, Dunfield House. And I think it would be an amazing place for state camps. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It'd be, yeah. Have you been to Dunfield at all? I haven't yet. No, That's no, on no. my my to do list. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's you know residential, really, really cheap. Got a swimming pool, lovely grounds. I think it would be amazing for for state camps and mm. YSA camps. Um, so that's one of my you know one of my goals to get a get an LDS stake to go to Dunfield House for a state camp and be a regular regular booker. I just hope they don't embarrass them until I was in wreck the place. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm trying to sit between two lines at you know two two sides of the fence at the moment. Um uh, um and yeah and I certainly got beyond the angry stage. I think that I'm more interested in building bridges 
and uh, and 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 you know then tearing them down or taking cheap shots like you say so um and what so, I so, yeah, we're, I'm at a comfortable place. I, I haven't, I, I haven't gone back. To, I think our Community of Christ congregation is having their first Sunday back next Sunday, but I don't think I'll go back yet because there's a lot on with Sunstone and everything. But I'll probably well, go yeah. back in a few weeks. So. Well, since you you bring up Sunstone, um, tell me how Sunstone came into your life, or how did uh, you come Sun, to Sunstone's I, I can't life? Remember. So the first I, th I think because i've been involved in the uk ex-mormon community for so long it to me it feels just like an extension of that so we you know we used to meet in weatherspoons and some people would get beer and some people wouldn't but we'd all have a good chinwag and that would be the that would be the that would be the thing and it was brilliant you know we, you know i remember the first one uh, weather weatherspoons in birmingham we all got together and had a good moan about the church um, um <laughs> But we, <laughs> so um, I, I just see it as an extension that, and I can't remember who brought the idea up originally. But uh, when the first one was 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 arranged, I think Community of Christ were involved, um, and, and I think I, I just got got involved that way through you know discussions on the on the on the various uh, ex Mormon boards for the UK. Sun zones happening. I gave a presentation at the first one, and I did it on actually. Um, church dances in the UK, my favourite. Oh, really? So yeah, and I just went through the history of like you know which you know, what was the heyday and memories and all that sort of stuff. So um, um, yeah, so um, uh, so yeah, I gave a presentation. So I just got involved from then, and then um, as with the next few ones, I helped uh, Sheldon out. Sheldon was the main organizer, but I, I helped in the background a little bit, just being on the committees and decided you know helping uh where, where i can and then also i've of also for the last few years i've done the panel discussion where we've we've had a few people you know giving different perspective and really just acting as a chair and <laughs> really and, and and kicking them off so just it, it to me it's just an extension of the um sort of uh, uh ex post-mormon progressive mormon community in the uk i've also attended the one in the states a couple of times okay uh, when, when i've been over for holiday so um um, um luckily you know the, the time sunstone we've been to utah a couple of times and I, I love utah um really nice you know to, you know despite the mormons it's a it's a really <laughs> it's a really nice place to visit so um i've timed it to go i've timed my holidays over there while sunstone was on so i've managed to pop into sunstone a few times in the states and that's been really interesting as well um, and you so, do yeah. a great job as as a chair, and you know your your interviewing um, yeah. skills are fantastic. You, you listen, and uh, and it's it's really really great what yeah. you can bring out of people. Um, what um, bringing it is up then to to right now. Tell me about right now. Um, what mm. what's what is going on in your life? What have you got planned? Um, mm. Well, got planned. Uh, well, we've got Sunstone next week, so everyone should go to that in, in Birmingham. I bought my hotel. Um, um, yeah, so that's that's a big thing That's uh, for, for Sunstone. Church-wise, I'm, I'm still quite involved, you know, in well, I'm still involved in Community of Christ, so I'll be attending there. Um, um, and I, I'm still on good terms with my local ward as well, so I do, because you know, um I think I'll be visiting the ward for the first time next week because my wife's grandmother is started started attending again after COVID, 
and she wants me to go and pick her up so i'll go in and say hello so i'm still on good terms um uh, with my local ward the previous bishop um i got on really well with consider him a really good friend he's actually a professor of religion oh. um so he's aware of a lot of the issues so we can have really good discussions about you know historical issues and also you know general church culture stuff that we uh, you know some things that we agree on some things we don't which is fine but you know because i think because of his knowledge and, and, and yeah he, we can have a good discussion and he, he's been really helpful um uh, do, do you go to if there's church activities on and you're invited do, do you go to church activities yeah. and have you attended um church um formal block church since you've left what has that been like for you yeah it's um i had a i had a so i've had i've had phases uh, there was a phase um i went through i maybe late you know like, i can't remember maybe it was 2010 ish something like that where i tried to attend and i tried to be a cafeteria mormon but uh, um, i couldn't keep my mouth shut and I, I and i was accused of being too critical uh, uh and yeah it just it just by leadership or what, what was like local members and you know you'd be in elders okay. quorum and they had and they say uh joseph smith's uh, uh only wife was ever smith and i said well you know no he, he was it's like so it, it was made clear that uh, i uh and so i was just thinking there just for anyone who may not know what does the term cafeteria mormon mean you pick and choose what you uh want to believe and what you don't want to believe uh, I think everyone is a cafeteria Mormon, really. Every Mormon is a cafeteria Mormon, but you know, maybe there's some are more, uh, don't choose, um, you know, uh, some of the more obvious stuff. So, so yeah, I have been back uh, a few times, but now at this point, um, if, if my wife needs me to go and, you know, I'll, I'll happily sit through meetings. Uh, I'll probably be on my phone a lot. <laughs> But I'll happily sit through and listen and talk to you. Coping strategy, yeah. Yeah, Just, yeah. I used to be on my phone a lot at church because it was an anxiety thing with me. Jane will tell you that. Like, mm. I had to sometimes be on my phone, and my mum sometimes would make comment, you know, oh, on your phone. And I was like, well, would you rather I was there and on my phone to ease my anxiety, or would you rather I just didn't come? <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll go. In fact, I went. I want to. I think when they first started um, opening up after, uh, you know, during lockdown, where it was like only thirty people or whatever. Um, two of my kids wanted to go because they hadn't been for ages so I, my wife didn't want to go so I just went and sat with them I think we just did sacrament and then uh, yeah so I'm, I'm quite happy to go and if there's an activity on I'll, I'll go to that if the family wants to go at the moment they're not keen on going anyway but um, you know I'm certainly more than happy to go to, to church activities these are like I said that the, our stake has done a dance festival for the last I want to say you know for many many years so i'm usually my wife was the choreographer <clears throat> um for many many years every every time she did it she won so uh <laughs> but I, i'd always go and i'd always video it and and yeah so i, I usually like getting involved behind the scenes on stuff like that uh and i, don't, I think i get that from my mum my mum's really into she you know she's she's in a small well it's actually a ward even though there's like 20 or 30 people attend and she's always organizing you know activities and just really keeping that community spirit going um you know she didn't like that i don't attend church or believe it anymore but i think i think her enthusiasm for uh, 
just keeping the community going is something that I've I've picked up from her and 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 um, and, and you know I think I think having a community is 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 important and amazing and and, and as I think about it you know so, so what if they believe weird stuff it's a community and the community is more valuable than the beliefs that bring that community together I think so you can go and believe in a spaghetti monster but as long as you're all together and helping each other. And, and, and giving each other social support humans are social animals i think oh. the community is the most expect you know important aspect of it and I, and i can see my ex bormann brain thinking yeah but the church is damaging and it's yeah there is that so i think at the local level i think the the local ward can be amazing and um, maybe some of the member hierarchy is is you know above the ward level is, is maybe a bit more challenging i think Mark, what would, I feel uncomfortable about asking this question, but it's the one that I think most people want to know, would ask um, ex-Mormons. What would bring you back? Yeah, what would bring me back? If anything. I think, I think it would be um, dropping the, copy the community of Christ. <laughs> Just take their belief yeah. system and their social... And just put it into the LDS Church's organisation. Give away a load of the money because that's what the Community of Christ would do. I think you know, dropping the truth claims, um, dropping the worthiness uh, demands for worthiness, um, which I think is yeah, it's crazy. Um, I think more social justice um, movement uh, 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 emphasis, um, uh, common consent, like Peter says. You know, you know, let's 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 all. Um, you know, take a part in the in the decision making. Uh, stop making tithe. You know, stop making uh, tithing a requirement. Not just tithing, but all the all the all the temple recommend questions. Just get rid of them. You know, I, I know some people in the church like to say, "Oh, the church does believe in grace," but if you did, if you truly believed in grace, you wouldn't have a temple recommend of you. It wouldn't be a thing. Yeah, it's, it wouldn't be a test of faith. So you know, it's. I think they need to. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff, but the community of Christ is um, is um, is a good model, I think. Let's um, th this comment from a friend and fellow Brett Venjunimo, the Mormon. Um, Mark just wants the church to show some humility. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Where you from? Put some big boy pants on, <laughs> and uh, admit that they were wrong, and just you know. Yeah, they're never going to admit that they're wrong. No, and, and I think, I think things, but they don't ever stand up and say we were wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. There's too much vested interest, I think, for a lot of people. Um, so, but, so I've got a good friend who I talk with quite a few times a week. He's actually an old missionary companion, and he keeps on saying, "Mark, you're going to come back. The church is changing," and he, so uh, he keeps on threatening. He reckons I'll come back one day, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It'd have to change a lot for me to feel comfortable. Yeah, I'm count the same. myself. I'm, I'm happy to go back and you know take yeah. uh, participate but to count myself as a mormon again uh you know a member of that church i think um uh, they'd have to change a lot so uh, i'm getting to go to the church for the first time since before lockdown now um this will be my first time walking into a building because i have a funeral tomorrow oh, um, wow. okay. and it's someone that i knew very well so i feel i have to go so i'm, I'm a bit nervous and anxious to be honest um, yeah. i keep saying that the building's going to come down falling round down about uh, down round about me 
Yeah, yeah. Just been so I long. think that's such a common feeling. I mean, everybody, my my, my kid was, was saying exactly that. You know, the first time I go to church, I'm going to gonna light on fire. You know, and, and I think the reality is, or at least where I come from is, I want a church, I want my church to be full of my people, my friends, the people that I made covenants with and that I still, you know, just because you're not coming to church anymore doesn't make you any less mine. Um, I'm very territorial about that. So while, and I know that this can be an incredibly problematic thing to say, but I genuinely do feel like, like yourself, like like friends and and people who, who, who I expect to see at church, they are not coming back anymore. They are still, they're still my church. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's I. I would love for church to feel like home again. Yeah, yeah. I want it to feel like. I think it, it'd be really good if it could feel like a, a real more, you know, more of a community. But, but you know, part of me, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, well, why don't I just go in and muck in and just get involved? But you know, there's there's those that you know those um, expectations that the that the church currently has of membership you know what i mean it's um yeah but like you know it like you know i've said to my friends i said if you want to give me me to give a talk uh, on sunday i'll give a talk you know it might not be correlated or you know but i'm quite happy to do that what's it like to do that how good would that be yeah yeah. i mean uh, you know to, to hear talks that are real to to hear comments in sunday school to hear elders quorum okay we will never be in there Um, to to hear no actually that's not quite accurate here's something true yeah yeah you should be able to handle that that would be wonderful and enriching and yeah yeah we're missing i think i think think that you know the ex post mormon or whatever you want to call this community is i think there's a lot of wisdom there because they've been through the fire obviously the people who are probably angry they might be a might be a bit controversial to to give talks at a fireside or something like that but um i think it you know i think there's a lot of wisdom in the ex-mormon community and they could give constructive criticism and also you know maybe give a talk about what they loved about the church you know i i don't attend anymore but these are the things that i loved about the church and then these are the things i'd like you to do more of you know we did we have been able to see occasionally some um steak or ward will do something really cool and you hear about it on the grapevine but um and and you know in the uk we've got a couple of wonderful people who also hang out in the sunstone um world who are active latter-day saints who are putting on incredible firesides um you know we got to hear one from um on mixed faith relationships um where we heard from someone who no longer comes to church yeah we heard from a a gay member of the church we heard from someone who's married to someone from another faith we heard from a mother whose kids no longer attends and it was non-threatening it was respectful it was the most inspiring fireside i've ever attended in my entire church life it was that good um those kind of things are happening because there's a need to hear it we're educated we're we're um we're enlivened and stimulated by those discussions i just i think there's so much that we there's so many possibilities right now where we are and waiting for something to change isn't necessarily 
you know, we, we could be waiting a while. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I totally agree. Uh, and, and, and yeah, we need to, that those extra additional voices would be amazing to hear. So, you absolutely. Know. So let's talk for a little bit about what to expect this Sunstone weekend for those who are going to catch up online um, afterwards who are not able to attend and for those who are still thinking about attending and and what happens, what what are we in store for? I know Julian and Laura spoke a little bit about it last week. Let's let's just remind ourselves what's happening. So Sunstone is like Mormon Comic Con. If anyone's been to Comic Con, I haven't, but I've seen pictures. Uh, it's like Mormon Comedy Con. So we've got all the weird and one, you know, we've got people from across the spectrum uh, coming uh, and talking and mingling and in a COVID secure way, by the way, um, um, uh, all together in, in, in what in a, in a few rooms. So it's we've, we'll, we've got talks from um, uh, about ex Mormon parroting from the hands. We've got Peter Bleakley talking. We've got Nemo. We've got Richard Barrington from the Community of Christ. We've got the amazing 21st Century Saints with a guest uh, host. <laughs> um, uh, so that'll be amazing. Um, and then also, we've also, uh, as a keynote, we've got Natasha Helfer Parker is, is coming to us virtually. Uh, so she, that'll be really cool. And then we've also got Stacey Cram, who's uh, in the first presidency of Community of Christ. She's also their presiding bishop, Rick. So she's the financial whiz. But she's going to be talking on common consent and how community so that'll be really interesting uh and then on sunday um um, i'm helping to organize a um uh a a worship service um so it's going to be an ecumenical worship service so the goal of the service was to have something that would be uh, that would make both uh, community of christ and um lds people feel comfortable so what we've done we've taken the lds format of a a meeting with you know opening prayer opening in sacrament uh less than passed by females by the way uh and then we've got some um uh talks uh and uh, uh, uh closing him and closing prayer so we followed that lds format to keep it keep the rhythm through but we're using some hymns from the community of christ uh and uh, hymns that are shared as well and also a spiritual practice so it'll be a really cool ecumenical service that we're going to have uh on the sunday so um so it'll be a really good weekend amazing weekend and then in the evening julian and laura have got some interesting activities planned carry disco karaoke or something was mentioned i think i i hear there's a rap battle going down um yeah it's it's going to be interesting alana what are you most looking forward to on on sunstone weekend is there anything that you're really looking forward to seeing um shall i remind you Go for it. The, the Han family painting one was one Yeah, I knew you did. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm like. My brain just thinks too much. Because yeah, we just need a break. <laughs> is, I mean, I, I am excited to go to Sunstone. Like, I'm not going to deny that. But for me, a big part of it is just getting a break because things have been quite tough these past few weeks. Yeah. Um, with my little one and stuff. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to. It. And I'm like, I better not get COVID. I better not, because I honestly, I think it would break me. You know, people talk about that shelf breaker. That would be a shelf breaker for me. I would just crumble. Like, you would need to pick me up and drag me somewhere. Like, I just, I think it would break me. And, you know, I had traditionally found um, my, what would you call it? My, my tribe, my people 
online. That was that was where we used to have to go back in the day when people really didn't talk about this and church history was just being spoken about. You had to go and find your people on the internet and being able to go for the first time to Sunstone, not only was it intellectually stimulating, it was you were finding your people that, you know, we don't necessarily all believe in the same way you know our, our faith um our, our faith practices will look very different if we you know for those who have who have them um but we were all able to be connected from this this world of, of mormonism it was so so good so yeah i need a break because I, i'm so looking forward <laughs> to coming down and finding my community yeah. you know yeah yeah and this is your other world yeah <laughs> yeah but definitely we were talking about the han families um uh, presentation on parenting after yeah. um, Mormonism. Um, I th I'm really looking forward to the Sunday. I have to say, I'm yeah. really Nemo Sunday school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Nemo's. Yeah, yeah Sunday, I'm, quite, Sunday, I'm looking yeah, forward to that yeah. because that's something I always talk about. Like, I just Sunday school for me it was just like because it, again, it's the same stuff over and over, and so I'm yeah. quite looking forward to just seeing how it could look even though I don't think it ever will look like that in an LDS church building, but I just, I'm interested and in, in keen to see how that will actually look. No pressure anymore, no pressure. Yeah, yeah. And we're also going to be doing um, a, a service, a service, interesting service project, and that's going to be incorporated incorporated into the um, worship service as well, um, in relation to Afghan refugees. So, you know, we're not just sitting there in our ivory tower praying for, to help people we're gonna you know help help her do a you know real service project as well so i love it yeah i love it yeah. that's and something Nemo that's really missing from me church. battling i wonder if we're gonna do the mormon rap does anyone remember the mormon rap mormon mormon rap, <laughs> mormon rap. Yeah. hey brothers and sisters listen to me because yeah. i'm talking to you religiously yeah yeah that's it, you know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love crazy mormons this this is what i'm here for um, i used to love that song i used to sing yeah. it all the time yeah, i don't think i'm blushing here yeah, yeah. so um yeah i think definitely so many people are going to wish they were in the room with Nemo the Mormon teaching Sunday school. That that's going to be spectacular. What are what do you think? What are you most looking forward to enjoying yourself? What what are you looking forward to, Mark? People. I think it's just meeting people. Yeah, see. And the meal and just the community. I think yeah. that, that, that's that's you know really important for me. For me. Um, yeah, I, I try to think any of the particular talks. I'm, I am interested in the Stacey Cram because I, I like how they they've done uh, uh, common consent. So how do you take a a, a big church? Because I think she's going to use the their one of their big issues, maybe the um, LGBTQ stuff, as an mm. example, and how they how they um, you know took a whole church through that journey. And, and I think it's so. I think it'd be an amazing lesson on how to how to um, you know, reform a church, really, or, you know, yeah. move a church. And I think, um, Alana, you've been talking about, you were really interested. Um, I mean, uh, uh, there's, everything looks so good that, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I got quite excited I, reading what was going on. Yeah. Mormon Mad is going to be doing um, photography stuff, how to make your life look better. I mean, just just fun and stimulating and interesting. So it's, it's definitely it's going yeah. to be great. Mormon Comic Con. And the lanyards and all that sort of good stuff as well. So that I think there'll yeah. be swag. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, it's, it really is going to be great. Um, so if people want to know more about Sunstone, so we, as far as I'm aware, we can't do live broadcasts or we're, we're not going to be doing live no. broadcasts. We will be... Well, I think the Natasha God. Hilford Parker thing is, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think we could if we can get. A, we probably need to discuss this offline, but uh, I think we could if we can get a decent bandwidth. But I'm, I'm conscious of the time of day as well. So yeah, yeah. I think that was Julian's concern was just like you know if people are paying to watch live and there's technical yeah. issues or yeah, yeah. Wi-Fi issues, you know, and people have paid this money to watch. Yeah, yeah. But people will be able to watch the yeah, videos. Will, yeah, will be released later on. So so you know bear bare minimum yeah that is that's a definite so if you can't be if you want to see these great presentations um these great you know j just um go to the sunstone website where you can find out more um in addition to that it can it's probably um just as easy to go find sunstone uk facebook page where all the information is there and uh, you can ask any questions that you might have there's also and i really want to um emphasize this too there is the sunstone uk discussion group as a separate page on facebook where lots of um great chat happens and uh, if you're looking to find your people in the uk that's a really good a really good place to start um so to wrap up is is there yeah. anything that you'd like to share mark just as we're as we're closing any thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience no not really i think uh well I suppose my, my my thing is 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 um let's build bridges mm. um bring back road shows bring back dances <laughs> Um, 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 uh, and let's try and be kind to each other, I think, because I think kindness, uh, a, a, a carrot is better than a stick, in my view. What a great yeah. philosophy. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for your yeah, time. You. We can't wait to see you next weekend. Um, and uh, so when you are taking over the, the show <laughs> on the weekend, our audience are gonna gonna know a little bit about who's hosting, and um, we're really excited to to see how this is all gonna go. Um, thank you for your time tonight, audience. We just want to remind you to subscribe on our YouTube channel, to like our Facebook page. You can also come and find us on TikTok. Um, there are lots of different ways that you can support the uh, the the show. Um, if you want to get in touch, do just drop us a message. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for your time tonight. And we'll see you next week. Next week. Thank Bye. you. Thank you.